when you as someone who's active and, and is able to be at the national level and represent BC, when you're able to talk to some of those women who are the pioneers, I mean, what is that like for you? It was crazy. Um, you know, it's just so interesting to hear their stories and what they had to go through. We were so fortunate, you know, here and at BC to have the resources and, and people here to support us, um, you know, in and out every single day. And they just didn't have that. They were simply fighting to just get instated as a team. So, um, you know, they were just so happy to come and see us. And it was so cool to just sit and talk with them and see their you know, their letters to, you know, instate their team and, and stuff like that. And we wouldn't be here without them. So it was it was a huge honor to meet them. Hello, women's ice hockey fans. This is Erica Ayala bringing you another episode of the Founding Four podcast. I am recording live from the XL Center in Hartford, Connecticut, as USA Hockey has a Team Blue versus Team White scrimmage going on. So you'll hear the sounds of hockey being played in the background, a little uh, ambient noise, some some nice hockey sounds for you. I am here, of course, um, prior to the rivalry series that will be happening December 14th at the Excel Center, USA Hockey versus Hockey Canada. And this is a special bonus episode of the Founding Four podcast. As you may know, over at the Founding Four, we are an NWHL-centric women's ice hockey podcast. So I cover on the traditional regular episodes of the podcast, the five teams in the NWHL, that being the National Women's Hockey League. But every once in a while, I want to make sure we're also covering other aspects of women's hockey, and that's what we'll use the bonus episodes for. Thought about starting a new podcast under a new name, but that would be a new logo and all of that stuff. And also, thanks to the patrons, my Patreon community, my Patreon posse, as I like to say, we had a little discussion over on Patreon, and we all felt that there's room to cover women's hockey here at the Founding Four. So that's exactly what I'm doing. So I was able to, just a few moments ago, interview Doxy McCoy. If you are a reader of the Nine newsletter, you have heard me wax poetic about Doxy McCoy and about women of color in ice hockey. Doxy McCoy was the first African-American to play on the Boston College women's ice hockey team. She was one of the goaltenders, no less. Um, She was recruited because she played field hockey at Boston College. And as that team was building up, they were at a club to start. And of course, now we know uh, the BC Eagles are a varsity team, a very good varsity team at at that. Um, But she was one of the pioneers of the BC Eagles. And I was able to speak to her about her interesting communications and in the nine newsletter i wrote about doxy mccoy and i linked to some of the writing that she did and she she would write for the newspaper and really try to promote her african-american cultural groups and she also talked about at the time all of the things that were happening as far as race relations in boston and that she would be at protests and she was actively involved in a lot of the race conversations happening at the time this is the 70s And it was great talking to Doxy McCoy. The Patreon posse has already listened to this interview. They got the raw edit here. um, And I posted that. But now I want to post this for everyone at the Founding Four. But I want to take this opportunity before we head over to the interview to remind everyone that Patreon is how I'm able to keep 
this podcast going, whether it's the traditional episodes or the bonus episodes. They are housed on Transistor FM now that we're independent. And the way I'm able to pay for that monthly uh, maintenance fee is through the Patreon subscription. So please consider for the slice of a New York style pizza a month, you can help me cover women's ice hockey and, and lots of other sports. And, and that's how I'm able to do these interviews like the one you're about to hear with Doxy McCoy. And if you're not able to either this month or at this time, I also hope that you would like, share, and subscribe to the Founding Four podcast. The more eyes, well, I guess ears in this case, the more ears we get, the more likes that we get, the more people that we get listening to the Founding Four, the more we're committing to and we're contributing to the coverage of women's sports in this case women's ice hockey all right so now with all of the housekeeping out of the way i want to bring you my interview with doxy mccoy one of the original boston college eagles Excellent. So why don't we start here? Um, you went to Boston College. As I understand, you uh, were a field hockey player, and that's how you were recruited to ice hockey. But why don't we start with um, what was it about Boston College at the time that, that seemed like a good fit, and, and how did um, you end up there? Well, um, I'm born and raised in Washington, D.C., and I did go to all-girls Catholic high school. I went to Earthline Academy, and uh, I was exposed to sports there, field hockey there, and other sports there. But also at the time, a lot of students from Washington, D.C. were going to college in Boston. And so it just seemed like the thing to do at the time. I had a sister a year, sister a year older than me who was going to Brown University. And so, because we were very close, naturally I applied to Boston, uh, applied to Brown, I'm sorry, but I didn't get in. <laughs> so I, uh, along with applying to Brown, I also applied to Boston College. I believe I also applied to BU. And uh, I visited BC, and it was a, a great campus. And I also, um, in high school, I began to uh, be interested in communications. And so when I was, one of the things that I did in high school at Earthline Academy was to take a, um, a kind of a visiting course at a, at a boys' high school called Good Counsel in Communications. And so uh, my interest in communications also drew me to Boston College because one of the things I could do there was major in communications. So it just seemed like a good good place to go to uh, for college. I, my, I, I am not Catholic, although I did go to an all-girls Catholic high school and Boston College is, happens to be Catholic. Right. But, I mean, that that was not one of the things that drew me <laughs> to it. It was uh, just the whole educational um, uh, reputation that it had. Yeah, for sure. And I think still has that reputation in communications, uh, for sure. Um, and so with that, was playing sports at Boston College or in college period on your radar? 
Um, well, on my radar, just because I had been somewhat of an athlete in high school, uh, field hockey, varsity field hockey, varsity volleyball, and junior varsity basketball. Wasn't that great at basketball, but uh, I, I guess when I got there, I must have searched out the fact that, that, you know, they had good teams at Boston College. And I just was always a fan of sports. So when I, I went to Boston College, it was a natural for me to to uh, try to attach to any varsity teams that were there. Uh, for sure. And I want to go back to something that you said that I think some may find interesting. And that is that, um, you know, people from the D.C. area were making their way up to Boston. But I think that Boston and it's become somewhat of a topic of conversation in sports recently has a reputation. Oh, <laughs> there goes the period. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, Boston has somewhat of a reputation for not necessarily being the most um, progressive when it comes to race relations. And I'm curious if um, you were aware of any reputation that Boston had at that time with regarding to being, you know, a, a black woman, a young woman going up to New England at the time. Well, you know, you're, you're right. And that is kind of uh, an irony because... Um, I know that the the in the time that I was at Boston College was around the time there was school busing and all over the news that you know there were people who were adamantly opposed to busing and you know there were even incidents where people threw rocks at the school buses and I know that that I must have been aware of that before I went but I think because uh, the way I was raised, uh, my parents taught me and my sisters just to just to go after what we wanted to do and not to be turned back by whether it be racism or any kind of roadblocks that were in our path. And because I went to a, a predominantly white high school, I think that I did not have any particular fear in going into a place like Boston, which did have a reputation uh, as being uh, not too kind to um, black folks. And, and, you know, you did hear about places like South Boston, where uh, while I was there, we knew that, that we, we should not go there because it was one of those uh, hotbeds of racism. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of that sentiment, I, I, grew up playing sports I identify as a black Latina and I played baseball and softball and similarly you don't have necessarily a lot of girls and women in in the sport that are women of color and it almost it can be sometimes one of those things where you know it, it, it as you said it, it's not necessarily a demographic that you're unfamiliar with um, but I do wonder if that ever if to what extent there was a consciousness, particularly in the sports realm, of you being, um, especially on the ice hockey team as it was developing, uh, the only black woman and the first black woman of just a handful, even as we get ready to head into 2020, that have played at Boston College and played ice hockey at Boston College? Well, I think that... It was so long ago, <laughs> but um, I do not recall um, that I was um, 
I don't recall any kind of particular racism um, being subjected to that uh, among uh, my team players uh, or even, you know, any of the opposing team players. Now, I know that uh, I know that during uh, the time I was in school, there were plenty of protests in on college campuses across the country as well as in New England because the uh, African-American uh, populations of the students uh, was not really up to par. And so there were protests all over all over campuses, including Boston College, to try to get the, the uh, administrations to bring on more students. And I, I did participate in many of those protests. And but somehow uh, maybe the, just the the whole uh, sports scenario, um, I'm sure it was in the back of my mind uh, because I came from a predominantly uh, 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 majority black city, but uh, again, my um, you know my parents always just taught us n not to you know dwell on um, any kind of uh, racism or things like that, and to just you know go for what we wanted to go for, and to you know there were many uh, scenarios when I was growing up where I was the only uh, African American, and so I think. Um, just to go to play ice hockey or to, you know, to go to Boston College where the the population of African-Americans was not, you know, as much as it, it, it could have been, um, was not, I didn't see it as a as a roadblock for me. Yeah, uh, that that's, again, I think very, very familiar to a lot of of people who, who just, you know, go out there and play the sport, but there's always a consciousness. And it does seem as though, especially in with your um, connection to communications, that you did find a way to um, vocalize some of the things that were happening in this new community that you... Um, that you found yourself in. And I, I want to get back to that. But before we move on from the sports, I am interested in learning, um, you know, how much ice hockey um, experience did you have before being recruited to this very new uh, women's club team that was that was started by a fellow um, a fellow student? I had absolutely no ice hockey experience. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I don't even remember whether I had ever been skating, but I did have the field hockey experience. And I, I, I think that when I was in, when I was in high school, uh, my older sister played uh, field hockey and she was a star on the field hockey team. And so, um, you know, naturally I was drawn to field hockey too. And I think that I became a goaltender. I think they made me a goaltender because I was not really fast. So I was not fast to run up and down the field. And so, you know, I think because my sister was on the team and she was a star and, you know, they knew that, that I could probably be good at, at, at some position, they may be a goaltender. <laughs> and so when I went to Boston College and uh, sought out being on the field hockey team there, the varsity field hockey team, and was, was pretty good at it, and 
so while playing field hockey, um, and it was the time when they were the, they were starting the women's ice hockey team, and so it it came to be that I was recruited kind of uh, while I was playing. I was there in the net and playing field hockey, and the gentleman Snooks Kelly, who was a legend at, at BC uh, ice hockey, came up and asked me if I wanted to play. And uh, I said, well, I do not know how to skate, but uh, he, he said they, they would teach me. And sure enough, I got my own coach and uh, I learned to skate and I, I did pretty well at it. Wow. Well, especially for someone who did not know how to skate at all. <laughs> wow. How exciting. That sounds like an amazing experience just overall to be able to have that thrill of learning something new and, and facing the challenges that that brings. But of course, you know, the, the excitement when you, you do see yourself progressing. Um, right. But I'm curious. Uh, and, you know, I think some of this came out in the article that uh, there are times when one serves as a pioneer, perhaps without really realizing that, or maybe even uh, realizing the impact. And it, it sounds as though with this article, but then also with a, a celebration, and, and forgive me, I'm not sure if, if you were up in, in Boston last weekend, I believe it was, that they, they honored that first uh, club team. Um, but there has been time to reflect. And I'm curious, as you reflect over the years about your time, whether it be as, again, uh, an African-American woman and goalie at that. I didn't realize you were a goalie. That's amazing. Um, or, or just, again, looking at that Boston College team that's been able to really make waves in the NCAA uh, system. Uh, what, are, what are some of the things that you make of your time um, as one of the, the first uh, women's ice hockey uh, BC Eagles? Well, I, in reading that article, uh, it was in, enlightening and, and it was heartwarming because I really did not uh, realize that some of the players thought of me the, the, the way that they did, reading some of their comments. And, um, you know, I, I knew I was uh, different <laughs> because I was African-American uh, on the uh, ice. Um, and uh, there were times when, for example, when uh, uh, there was an article that was written in the Boston Globe and, and I was interviewed in the Globe. And uh, also, I remember uh, one of the uh, TV stations uh, did a story, came to do a story on one of the games. I think it was the game between uh, Boston College and BU when they interviewed me specifically, um, you know, as an African-American player. And I really didn't didn't um, see myself as a pioneer. I mean, uh, again, I knew I was I was different. I knew I was, you know, the only one out there. But um, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I I'm, you know, feeling uh, kind of humble, I guess, or with pride, the fact that some of the things that were said about me in the article, and one of the coaches. Um, you know, later, uh, an email to me personally, you know, just talked about how, um, you know, I, I played a big role in, in the, um, in the, um, progression of the team. The fact that, uh, he said that, uh, he told me that I think our record was nine, seven and one. And, uh, he said that, that, you know, I was the stopper 
and that he felt like they would not have done uh, as well as they did uh, without me as the goaltender. And that that really, you know, I w- it almost was brought to tears as I was reading that article because of some of the things that were said about me. Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. Um, and, you know, let's flash forward to today now. You are back in the D.C. area. You're back home. And, you know, D.C., I think they've had a pretty okay time as far as uh, professional hockey in the past few years. <laughs> Do you keep up with the sport at all at any level? Um I keep up with it to some uh, degree, especially when, you know, they were, the Capitals were in the playoffs and, and there was, you know, definitely capital hysteria all across the city. And so I followed them mostly, mostly during the, um, during the playoffs and during the, you know, the Stanley Cup uh, finals. I've been to a couple of games. I haven't been to one recently. Um, but I do, you know, read the sports pages uh, periodically to see how uh, the Capitals are doing. And, of course, I, you know, followed all the celebrations of when they won the, the Stanley Cup. I did. Um, and I talk about every every opportunity that, that I get. I do talk about, you know, my hockey playing. I went to um, uh, the I'm a member of the National Association of Black Journalists. And uh, I went to the, the the conference was in August, and during the conference, the National Hockey League had um, sponsored one of the forums uh, for um, the attendees, and it was on diversity in uh, hockey. And um, I, I actually spoke up, you know, during the comment period and talked about. Uh, my ice hockey days. And, and so I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, every chance I get the opportunity to talk about it, I do. And, um, you know, from that, uh, uh, I was invited to a, um, it was a movie screening of the documentary on Willie Mm O'Ree. I happened to be going to Martha's Vineyard that, that next week after the conference. And so someone, uh, there was a woman who, um, who you familiar with Bill Douglas? Yes, ma'am, I am. And his wife, okay. yes, Kareem right. Douglas. Right. Well, I met her at that forum, and she uh, told me about the Black Girls Hockey Club. And um, I have not been able to, you know, go to any games or anything with them, but I plan to, to um, you know, check them out. And I even sent them the article. Uh, about, you know, the BC women's hockey. And also I was just on, uh, there's a, a local sports show uh, that um, that I was invited to be on because, you know, folks, when I, you know, put something on about me playing hockey on my Facebook page or put it on Twitter, you know, folks are just, you know, really surprised <laughs> and mar- marvel at the fact that I played ice hockey. So, um, so I talk about it and, and, you know, the fact that the Capitals are, have been, you know, doing good over the last couple of years has given me an opportunity to, you know, relive those hockey days. I love that. I was going to ask you about Black Girl Hockey Club, so I'm glad you brought it up, but I'll leave you with this thought. I think hearing you talk about your time and talk about hockey 
and talk about race in hockey, it sounds very familiar to uh, or similar to what I hear other women of color who play hockey in that they, they are aware, of course, of their culture and, and what they bring as far as uh, who they are to a predominantly white sport. But it's not necessarily something that comes up. A lot of them never felt that they experienced any direct racism from their teammates, maybe a microaggression here or there. Sometimes their family, unfortunately, had to endure things in in the stands um, with other parents or, you know, just fans watching the, the game. But there is a part of me that wonders if this kind of unspoken and maybe not acknowledging the diversity that is in hockey on the women's side also maybe stunts the, the capability for there to be growth in the game overall. I think when you look at women's sports, generally speaking, they, they tend to open up the game to more diversity, whether that be sexual orientation, religion, uh, culture, etc. But we don't often talk about, again, women of color, black women in hockey. Um, as we see the NHL start to grapple with some of these things, do you think there is room to maybe open up and, and have conversations? <laughs> we just got another goal. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, to, but to talk a little bit more, um, you know, overtly and explicitly about all the opportunities and the richness that, that women of color bring to the sport. I, I missed the last part of what you said. So, so you said sure. no, you no problem. Just you know, I'm I'm looking to see if you think there are maybe untapped opportunities as far as yes, not necessarily wanting to uh, make players of color feel that they always have to talk about the fact that they are women of color playing ice hockey. But are there opportunities maybe to open up and expand the game by showcasing that yes, women of color are playing this sport and in your case have always played the sport. Right. I think that I think, um, you know, that that would be uh, something good to do, because, I mean, after all, you know, sports is is all about um, discipline. It's all about teamwork. And, um, you know, there there are opportunities. There should be opportunities for uh, young women to uh, use sports as a vehicle to use discipline and and. uh, build teamwork, um, not just, you know, when they're playing sports, but, but in life. And so it, I think it is incumbent upon, you know, people like me and people like you and, and, you know, uh, those who are, um, I know there's a, a black woman now, I think who's the head of diversity for NHL. And, and I think she was at that forum that I, um, yeah. was at at Kim at, Davis. Uh, yep. Right. And so, yes, it, it, it is, uh, I, I, I am, um, pleased that the NHL, um, is, uh, does see the need that the, um, women of color should be elevated. Anyone who, who has been participating should be elevated so that there can be, uh, young women who, who will be interested in um in the high not just ice hockey but just in you know sports in general that that aren't necessarily uh, young uh, black women are attracted to yeah 
Absolutely, for sure. Well, I said I'd keep you for about 15 or so minutes, so we've, we've gone past that, and, and I will keep to my word. But I do hope that we have a chance to, to meet up, whether through Black Girl Hockey Club or something else, because, again, I really I, I enjoy these stories, and my hope is that I can share them and that we, not just every February <laughs> um, or not when there's a big anniversary, but that mm-hmm. we're able to talk about, just as right. you said, women of color mm-hmm. that have been pioneers and continue to be um, prominent figures or just who enjoy the sport, period, that we're absolutely. here. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I always say to people, you know, that, um, you know, how exciting ice hockey is. You know, um, folks in, in uh, D.C. who are, you know, of course, football is big. Well, not re- really now, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I always say to folks that ice hockey is really exciting. And they, you know, they should look at it as a game. And, um, you know, I, I, I did uh, find you on Twitter and I did look at your uh, newsletter. So I'll, I'll be sure to keep track of it. <laughs> You just heard my interview with Doxy McCoy. As you'll hear, I did that interview here at the XL Center. You always got to double dip. That's what I got to do here. But uh, it was great talking to Doxy. She also mentioned, without solicitation, the Black Girl Hockey Club. The Black Girl Hockey Club is an amazing organization that I'm lucky enough to work closely with. And it's all about getting women of color but women in particular, two ice hockey events. They've partnered with the NHL. They've come to the NWHL uh, All-Star Game last year that was in Nashville. That was a double dip. They also got to see a Predators game. And they have lots of other events. I'm going to be at the Pittsburgh event working with Black Girl Hockey Club. That's at the end of January. There's an event coming up in, uh, in, I believe it's in February, for an outing to see the New Jersey Devils. So that's right up my alley. Okay, so again, I'm going to sign off here from the XL Center as USA Hockey. It's Team Blue versus Team White. Team Blue is kind of, they're kind of doing the thing. They've got a 3-0 lead just before I ended my interview with Doxy. They scored Again, I thank you all for your support. I thank you for listening. Special shout out and hug emojis to those who are members of the Patreon Posse and for those who have made one-time donations. People like Taylor, like my good man Nate from Buffalo, people like Jen. I cannot overstate how much your support means to me and allows this to continue. But I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode featuring Doxy McCoy, an original pioneering member of the BC women's ice hockey team prior to them becoming a varsity sport. All right, folks, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Bye.